oldest Sandy uh, Klassen is my senior by five or four years. Yeah, and uh, I don't know her history as a daughter, as a young girl. Uh, I came back from uh, Durban from a convent school in 1951, becoming 15 years old. And then uh, I know about her having lived in a street in Sophia Town, Martindale, Martindale, Sophia Town, called Tucker Street. T-U-C-K-E-R, Tucker Street. We knew that her father was a um, shoemaker, and then uh, her mother, like all other mothers, like my mother, uh, was a domestic servant. However, I became conscious of her uh, 1952, 53, when uh, she would sing in uh, concerts in Sophia Town um, Hall and also in uh, the bicycle. And uh, she was a powerful woman. Now, let let me articulate that. Uh, Don Matera says the following. Sister Tandy Klassen like many of our illustrious living legends, have paid their dues. She lived and died in the arms of a great, loving reputation of human service and caring love for her people in Martindale, Sophia Town, and everywhere in South Africa. And she worked for her people and her beloved country. South Africa. Sandy Clarkson was not an ordinary uh, singer, an ordinary actress, an ordinary human being. She was a beacon of love and unstoppable energy that brought joy and meaning to the lives of millions of music lovers of our country. She also had a bench now, if you understand good English, B-E-N-T means she was inclined to be with the city slickers of Sophia Town, the Clevers, the Cherries, the Obutis, the Motaras, the Majitas. So she was never above that. And also she had a very strong, caring feeling for the poor, for young children. And we saw that Cabo 1953, Cabo 1954, 1955, uh, they took us out from our street and she spoke out against apartheid. She spoke out against the forced removal of people of Sophia Town. So she was a queen, just like Dolly Rakebe, just like Dorothy Masuko, many of them. And Sandy Klassen also could speak the Tositas. We of Sophia Town, uh, the Clevers, we had to speak a language that the Pura didn't understand. So we took their so-called Afrikaans language and we broke it up. And we take the word witty, which comes from W-I-T-T-Y from the dictionary, and we used it as one of the strong secrets of Totita. So 
spoke and lived that art. It was part of her survival and of our survival. Tristandi was not an ordinary woman. Maybe ordinary like the other African women. But when it comes to the embodiment that she represented of a woman, of a mother who had an, ens- an essence that made township people like Sophia Town, Fitas, uh, George Koch, Alexandra Township, Ranfantein, Western Native Township, Nuclear, it made those people a special breed of indigenous urban dwellers. Like we said goodbye to Sis Dolly, Khozenna, Switch Lager, Tanditlasen. This was the language that we do. And uh, I need to some other questions. Uh, I did not follow her career overseas. But I want to add this for you. The art of witty or totally time, totally was the combination of incisive wit, W-I-T, and infectious humor, which she had. She laughed so much, and it was coupled with the ability uh, to be convincing. In Sophia Town, she was a Shobom Dahala, a veteran of the fraternity of Kofifi Sophia Town, of all these places, Alexander Township. Um, Doctor, Doctor Matera, just to throw in, throw in one last question. And next month we'll be commemorating the um, Sofia Town removals. Um, what are, what are your memories of these removals in Sofia Town? Uh, I think we should stick to her right. and to the removals because the removals is beyond her, with her, and with the African National Congress and with the ordinary human being. I think. And then there are questions that you should ask. For example, uh, when she was also a young woman there, I'm sure, learning from other people, I saw her standing at the corner of Morris, M-O-R-I-S, Morris Street, and, and Victoria, where the ANC leaders had meetings speaking against apartheid. She was there among the people with Stompy, Manana, and many others. She was a Shobondala of a woman, a veteran fraternity of the legendary Sophiatown era of the early 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, up to the enforced apartheid evictions of the inhabitants of the ill-fated Sophiatown township and other classified areas by the racist overlord, calling them black spots on the white landscape of the so-called white areas in South Africa. We called her a Jarowibit, a woman who could speak, who, who was sharp, who curtly expressed things and would refer to a special female and so on. So that mama, that great woman, cannot just be celebrated with uh, songs and so on. They must call schools behind her. 
they must call they must call lots of other things so that uh, the children come to the school to learn about her and also uh, know what she uh, contribution was made because for me uh, it was how Sophia Town was there this country has lost so many great women um, leaders singers actresses political women and uh, and there has not really been a great uh, look at that Nathan Tetro says the following and I want you to listen to what he said uh, this we are the children of Tandy Club Nathan Tetro says he pays tribute to Mama Tandy Klesson, an African proverb. He says, "Takes a village; it takes a village to raise a child." Tandy Klesson was a village, and we were all her children. And that speaks to the mothers like Omiria Tebe, Omiria Makeba. She was never supported because she was not a member of a certain party. So it is painful today when nobody death uh, date came and passed without a big meeting and so on. So Nati says we shall remember her for her indomitable spirit. It was an assertion of freedom. Is right. It was a political statement of the highest order. Is right. She spoke her mind. She sang from her heart. She sang truth to the powers to be, touching our spirit and making us complete beings in a world where apartheid was helping on divide and rule. So what we are bearing now is an icon, an icon who gave herself to her people.